0: If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another chapter episode. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but the last couple of episodes have been every three days, not every two days, and it's because I started school again, and it's stressful, and it, um, I have a lot of sports and hobbies in school, and it was my birthday last week, so <clears throat> just a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, so it's gonna probably the chapter episodes are not going to go to how it was like last late last year where it was like once a week it's going to be maybe twice a week um yeah so I hope you guys can understand also I don't know also um the questions are different than they used to be they're not about what's going to happen in the future of the book and because I know a lot of you have read the book so it'd be kind of boring to answer those and it's not about like personally about you it's more like questions if you were in the wings of fire series so like if you're a scavenger where would you live like i did the prologue i'm sure and then like chapter one was or chapter two is like would you have gone with the winter so it's gonna be more questions like that so yeah let's get started chapter three wings of fire winter turning winter was not surprised to discover that the rainforest was horrifying and awful for starters there was something blocking winter's view in every direction Giant trees to the left, tankle vines to the right. A thick canopy of leaves overhead. He could barely see five feet in front of him. Never mind in the horizon. How could any dragon keep watching a place like this? How could you ever know if, they were, if you were being attacked or by how many dragons? It was an indefensible quag- quagmire. Also, a literal quagmire. Every time they landed, the mud was nearly enough to make him want to draw claw off his own scales. Moreover, the whole place was overwhelming. Too many bright colors. What self-respecting bird would ever need to have red, yellow, blue, and green feathers? Black and white. Those were the only feather colors for a dignified bird. Too many strange no- noises. What an- kind of animal howled like that? Why could he hear a waterfall for what seemed like hours and yet never see it? And what was that infernal non-stop buzzing? Also, far, far, far too many smells. Winter couldn't decide what was the worst part—the bugs or the heat. It was painfully, oppressively hot in a sweltering, were being boiled alive in her scales kind of way. He thought he'd experienced heat traveling through the kingdom of sand, but this was also damp and sticky, and more miserable than he'd, anything he'd ever felt before. And then there were the insects swarming around them, finding every spot between the dragon's scales to wiggle in and suck their blood. He Here were shaken two ingreet stretched caterpillars, a walking twig thing, an alarmingly frizzy caterpillar sorry, an alarmingly furry spider out of his ears. His wings kept catching on enormous spider webs, and creatures with millions of legs had scrayed over his talons at least a dozen times. He itched unbearably from his horns to his forelong muddy tail. Was Icicle school really heal here? He couldn't imagine her putting up with any of this. He couldn't imagine her with even a speck of mud on her. She always returned from battle as pristine as when she'd left, apart from a few bleeding blue scratches here and there. Perhaps she'd taken two steps into the rainforest and decided that murdering the Raven Queen wasn't worth it. You must hate this place, Moon said, appearing beside him. They'd stopped to rest near a river, and Winter was crouched on a large boulder, trying to dip his talents in the water without stepping in the oozing black mud that lined the bank. He narrowed his eyes at her, reaching unconsciously for the small wolf skin pouch she kept tied to one of his ankles, where he had hidden the sky fire. She said she sighed. No, I didn't get that from your head. I just figured an iceman would probably hate it here. It must be the polar opposite of the ice kingdom. Well, the anthropo- polar opposite, she added, then scunched her trout, trying not to laugh at her own joke. Is this merely idle conversation? he thought. What would be the point of that or is she trying to check some information on me it is he said finally and i do this is where i grew up she said wading a few steps into the river the water edited around her legs with glints of reflected sunlight it's not so bad actually winter snorted not so bad kinkashu said indignantly from the other bank this is the most beautiful part of prior other dragons would be lucky to live here the ring rain bounded into the water with a splash that drenched Winter's nose and tail. A fat orange toad burst out of the river, making and made a clumsy dash with the reeds, trying to get away from the dragons. Moon tilted her head at it, then flared her wings at Kibli as he sat up and, from the middle of the river. Don't eat it, she warned him. Seriously, one of those gave me hiccups for days. Also some really weird dreams. I... Th- I thought for a while I was having visions of possible futures where newts and anteaters took over the world. Kinkajou giggled. Here, try these instead, Moon offered. She reached into one of the overhanging trees and pulled a few strange fruits from the branches. They were a curious reddish pink on the outside with flaps like folded up flower petals. But as she sliced them open with her claws, Winter saw that the inside were white with small black flecks. She handed one to Kibley. that glanced sideways at Winter absolutely not he said don't get that vile stickiness anywhere near me fruit Ugh. his stomach growled and he tried to hide it by scraping his claws along the rock you are so so weird King Gaju said to him how could you not love it here don't you come from a place with no color and no life he thought of the thousand different sh- shimmering shades of blue in the ice palace Remember the distant flashes of whales and seals, and the way the way sound carried across the cool, quiet ice. He thought of how he could smell polar bears or arctic foxes from miles away, and how all of his senses could detect the smallest changes in the frozen world. Here, it was just too much. White is a color. He snapped at the ring. Blue is a color. That is an eyesore. He pointed out to a violently red flower as big as one of his talons. We also. I have these, Moon said. She lifted a dark green leaf on one on one of the trees and revealed a spiraling tendril of delicate white blue flowers, glowing like snowflakes against the brown trunk. Oh, and look, there's a sloth. She pointed to a furry grey shape that was clambering slowly along the branches far overhead. Thank the moons, Winter said leaping to his feet. I knew there had to be some I knew there had to be something worth eating around here. He shot into the air, his claws reaching for the sloth's exposed white underbelly. Wait! Moon cried. There was a twin shriek of dismay from King the The sloth peered over its shoulder and blinked enormous confused eyes at him. And then wham! Something slammed into Winter's side and smashed him against a tree. He saw a flash of red scales and sharp teeth and thought, Skywing! Could Could it be Queen Scarlet here? Attacking him? He whirled and lashed out with his tail, but just missed the enemy dragon as it dove under him. Winter spun again and clawed the air where the dragon should have been, but once again, it whisked out of his reach. The red dragon sweeped up to the branch, snatched the sloth and its sounds, paused to glare at Winter, and then vanished. Winter roared with surprise and fury. Calm down, Kivli shouted in his ear, the same duct as Winter swiped at him. Winter, stop! There was a Skywig, Winter snarled. It attacked me and stole my prey and then disappeared. Oh, seal guts! Not a skywing, Cabley pointed out, although Winter had obviously figured that out already. I know, Winter roared, beating the air with his wings. Come out and face me, you cowardly, lunch rain rainwing. The dragon suddenly materialized on the branch again, her scale shifting to a furious red with splatters of black and orange. Toad fur is nobody's lunch, she shouted. Those nasty black dragons have already eaten one of my sloths. I'm not letting it happen again. She fixed her claws and bared her fangs at him. Don't make her mad, Kibbley said quickly, grabbing Winter's shoulders. I mean, don't make her more mad. The heat em- emanating from the Saming's yellow scales was uncomfortable, and Winter shook him off. As if a rainwing would ever dare fight me, Winter scoffed, as if I couldn't claw off her face as easily as breathing. What is it with you faces, Kibbley said? You should try threatening someone's elbow or ankles once in a while, just for a change of pace. Kikoju landed on the branch beside the rain- angry Rain Ring, angling herself between the furious dragon and Winter. Exquisite, it's me. I'm sorry about this. I promise we are about to stop him, she said. Ha! Winter barked. Winter, do you have any part of your brain that can just handle empathy? Kibbleyan asked. That sloth is her pet, just like Bandit was yours. Can you by any chance to remember a week ago when someone tried to eat your pet? Winter hesitated. Of course he remembered that, and he remembered how Moon had saved a scavenger in her quiet but resolute way. Kibley was right. Again. There was nothing more infuriating in the entire world! Bind is much smarter than a flea-written sloth, Winter snapped, laying on one of the fat branches of a nearby tree. He flinched as a centipede as long as his foot immediately scuttled over his claws. But fine. I won't eat any stupid sloths. Is it- there- Anything else that's off-limits that I should know about? Beloved armadillos? Hairy giant spiders that someone is terribly attached to? I think the tamarind monkeys are really cute, Moon offered, swooping up beside him. be great if you could not eat those. Winter scowled at her. As often, as often happened with Moon, he couldn't tell if she was joking. Would you really eat a hairy spider anyways? Kibli asked with a genuine curiosity. Exquisite clutched her closer, his ducking in and in winter, and vanished again. This time, winter could see the ripple of her scales changing and the slight weirdness of the air when she moved. A moment later, the branch shook as she took off, and he saw leaves slashing as, about as a camouflage dragon flapped away. Moon landed next to winter and suddenly reached out and brushed his wings with hers. Unlike Kibble's, moon scales were cool and smooth, like the icy walls of his room back in the palace. How dare she touch me, Winter thought, but then he found himself keeping as still as he could so their wings would stay connected. What is wrong with me? Moon eyes were far away, and she, and he wondered if she even knew she was touching him. Someone's coming, she whispered. Someone with dark thoughts. Does she see darkness in my mind? In my mind, Winter wondered. How does she feel about the way I hate other dragons? What's a dark thought? Cubbly asked with something odd in his voice. Nervousness? Was he also worried about what Moon had found inside him? What had she seen in his head? It's obsidian. He thinks- I think he's thinking he hates being on guard duty, Moon said thoughtfully. Especially with the Rainwing he's been assigned as a partner. He hates being told what to do by Rainwings. He wishes the Nightwings could overthrow Queen Glory and rule the rainforest by themselves. She's paused. Alright, we're safe. They've gone by. She realized her wings were still touching Winters It pulled away with an apologetic expression. They tried to pretend he hadn't even noticed. So, we're all on board for with avoiding Nightwings, then, Kidley said. Excellent. Pleasant company expected, of course. Maybe not all Nightwings, but definitely him, Moon said. She sighed. I should probably tell the Queen what I can do so I can warn her about dragons like this. Her tail flecked the leaves blow them. But I worry. I mean... Should dragons be punished for their thoughts, even if they never act on them? But what if warning her means they'll never do ev- ev- What? But what if warning her means they'll never do whatever terrible things they're thinking of? I don't know. I don't want anyone to use me as a spy on p- the private thoughts of her subjects. Really, Kibley said, but it would be useful to know. If a coup or an assassination is coming, if we could prevent that, wouldn't it be worth spying on the few Dragons? No, Winter snapped. Nothing justifies invading another dragon's mind. But that's how she stopped Ice Gull from killing Starflight. Kibley pointed out. Aren't you grateful she did that? Winter glared down at Kinkajou. Kibbley pointed out. Winter glared down at Kinkajou, who had gone back to splashing in the river below. I still don't like it, he said. It's in the wrong, in the wrong talents i mean moon could tell queen's glory she heard someone planning a murder and that dragons sh- and that dragon should be punished and who would could prove her wrong i wouldn't lie moon said looking outraged how do we know that how do we know that winter asked you hid your powers from us why should we trust you and if we- even if you wouldn't lie what about other Nightlings? they've lied before haven't they they've lied about having powers for years apparently the entire tribe is full of liars going back thousands of years to dark stalker and his cursed mother well foe moon jumped over bounds and fell off the branch with a lot of wild thrashing startled winter peered down as she climbed back up three moons what was that about kibli asked when she was settled again are you all right moon was breathing in a funny almost panicked way dark stalker she said to winter how do you know about him everyone knows about him winter said I don't, Kibley offered. Everyone, Winter said pointedly. Who's anyone? Ah, I see you mean Ice Wings, Kibli said. And Night Wings, Moon said. He's our legend. He's our legend. Nightmare, Ghost Monster from the Yvonne, whatever. Ours too, Winter said Grimly. Trust me. Why, what did he ever do to the Ice Wings, Moon asked. Killed one of our princes? Stole our royal heritage? Ruined everything forever? Oh, my forever? Kibley asked. He gave the Sunlight Rainforest a mock-serious, nodding inspection. Well, that explains it. I was wondering why everything was so very ruined all the time. Thank goodness there's one ancient dead dragon we can all blame it for. You wouldn't joke if you knew the whole story, Winter snapped. Moon closed her eyes, then shook her head with an expression that looked like frustration. I wanted to know the... She began, and then her eyes popped open in alarm. They're coming back. Obsidian and the Rainwing Guard, we should... Hello! Kinkoji called, waving her wings. Hi, over here! Not do that, Kibli finished for Moon as she winced. It was too late. Winter hissed softly. There was no chance of sneaking through the rainforest now. The guards were heading straight for them.